Hey everyone, Aaron here, host of Emerging Tech Mastery, and I wanted to jump in here before the episode and tell you a few things. We have been reflecting a good bit on episode zero and what we started out trying to do with the show, and I've been thinking a lot to myself, you know, have we really been doing that? And so I wanted to talk really quick about how I do like what's happened so far. However, when I really look at my topic lists and ideas of what I want to originally write about and now build into shows, I really felt like, you know, we're jumping right into all these different discussions and all these different topics and interviewing guests. And I like that and I want to continue that. But I really want to slow down and say, what is X? What is Y? What is Z? So what I mean by that is, what is hardware? You know, what is the internet? What is cybersecurity? What is hardware? You know, I almost want to dial it back a little bit and really build a nice body of just introductory topics, right? Because I'm, I'm listening to the show and I'm like, if I was new, would I really be able to keep up with this discussion? And maybe you are. And if you are, that's fantastic. And I'm really glad to hear that. But I also feel like maybe not. That's not the case because we're just jumping right in. And I'm talking about people like your parents or your friends that are not in the tech space or college students. And I really want to try new things. Hence, you're hearing this intro. I'm going to sort of get to the point a little quicker because I do like the show and everything as far as the like introduction and stuff. But I almost feel like that original introduction was kind of symbolic of there's noise and now you can hear me and we finally got past the noise, right? So now that we're maybe a little bit past the noise and what I mean is just getting a bunch of shows out and finding my legs with that process, it's gotten me thinking a lot about keeping things fresh, keeping things interesting, keeping things, you know, very listenable. So just wanted to point that out, really trying to dial in all these different things. And then lastly, final thought was I really want to open this up to listener participation. I have been following this gentleman who basically promotes podcasts as a business and he was talking about really opening up your show to listeners taking questions maybe even having them do an introduction and making it much more interactive and I really like that idea because as I mentioned there was a college student that reached out to me wanting to learn tech and I really felt good about getting that question you know it kind of inspired this whole show I'm about to introduce so anyway this got a little long I was hoping to keep it to you know a minute or two but hey this is just some things I'm thinking about with the show I'm definitely paying attention oh and final thing is also the site you know the site I just kind of went for it did it built it myself but now it needs you know refinements and optimizations make stuff easier to find like even when I'm looking for content I find it a little bit hard to find the information I want and I really want you to be able to jump in you want to jump into cloud you want to jump into security you want to jump into ethical hacking XR crypto blockchain NFTs AI I really want to make that a much more easy and fun experience really I want the site to become almost like a little bit of a reference where you could just pop in to get what you need to get a certain tutorial to maybe even share a concept with a friend or colleague or whoever you're working with or talking to so yeah i think that about does it a little bit of a long intro but hey new things coming always thinking about how to make this better and thanks for listening welcome to emerging tech mastery a show that demystifies cutting-edge technology like cryptocurrency, the blockchain, metaverse, NFTs, virtual reality, the maker movement, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cloud, edge, and even fog computing. 
strap in as we ride into the fourth industrial revolution. Emerging Tech Mastery provides actionable knowledge, regardless of skill level, from experts in the trenches. We piece together this intel in easy-to-consume media formats, processes, and procedures. See you in the future. Hello and welcome to Emerging Tech Mastery. I'm your host, Aaron Mungle. On this episode, we're going to cover 13 ways to learn about emerging tech. Now, we were thrilled to have a college student reach out to us who's studying technology marketing, and they asked, how could they learn tech in a long-term and lasting way? We pondered on that a bit and came up with 13 prompts here for how you can accomplish that. Now, there certainly could be much more than 13 or even less if we made this list more concise, but this is what came to us and you know we, we're, we're definitely willing to refresh the list if needed, but for now, we're pretty happy with this list, so let's get into it. Number one would be learn how to learn. This might seem a little odd at first, but if you can really master how to consume and comprehend complex topics, this is going to up your game so much when it comes to the speed of learning and the comprehension, if you will, because you'll just be taking the information in in a much better manner. So we're talking about things like accelerated learning and mental models. And in the show notes, we've got, you know, some links to like Jim Quick, who teaches you how to read faster and remember more. And then there's Michael Simmons, who's a big connoisseur of mental models and writes these wonderful blockbuster, super high-end detailed articles that are very well written and concise as well, while also being super long, but that incredible information available there. There's a couple other links we've included for that, so definitely make learning how to learn a part of your study. Number two is read. Now, this might seem a little overly simplistic, but you pay with time because most of the information out there is free. And This will be your main method for consuming information, whether you're reading a manual, whether you're reading a blog post, whether you are even listening to maybe a transcript, right? Like now audio video is all kind of becoming written. So I think reading is a great core. It's like a core skill set, right? And it seems a little silly to talk about reading. Everyone knows how to read, right? But I actually am always zooming out and thinking about how can I read better? And that goes back to the first one I mentioned about learning how to learn and learning how to read a little bit better or improving your method is definitely something to consider. Number three, find community online and offline. There are many groups online. You have things like Discord, Telegram, LinkedIn Live, there's Twitter Spaces. There's a lot there, but you can even just start by searching on, you know, LinkedIn is a good good spot or Twitter if you're on there and just find people doing little discussions around topics. They're not all great, but a lot of some of them are. So you can peruse that. And again, with all these tips, be patient, take your time. There's no rush. This is your journey. So feel free to enjoy it a bit. For offline, definitely recommend meetup.com. Such a staple. That was pretty much my go-to for 
everything I've gotten into like Bitcoin and stuff. I will say Eventbrite as well is really great for sort of organic discovery. It's kind of a funnier, like it's not as sort of buttoned up and tidy as Meetup. Like I think Meetup takes a lot of care in keeping their communities pretty good, whereas Eventbrite's kind of like random events. So you could have a lot of stuff that isn't relevant and frankly, a lot more volume of stuff to go through. But let's say you're in town for something. We did a CES happy hour in 2020, and I think we actually just sort of posted it on Eventbrite and Meetup and saw what happened. And, you know, a lot of people showed up. So I know that people are organically finding it, and we should be doing the same as well. Number four would be interact with newcomers, experts, and everyone in between. This is just a great way to see what people are talking about, particularly when you're at these in-person events or even the online events. You can be very engaged and curious in the chats, ask questions. Often there's a team or people reading the chats and helping the host to get access to sort of those questions. So in a way, online can be better than in person. You get to stay home. But again, you have to take the time to obviously show up and be engaged. And I know that event organizers really appreciate that. So you're being a really helpful force and participant when you do that. So definitely consider that. Number five would be ask questions. The more curious you can be, the better. Now, even if you're just asking questions for your own self-study, like writing down questions, this is such a helpful practice because it really starts directing your mind around what you want to learn about and why. Now, of course, you can certainly ask people these questions too. It's just perhaps something that you have to remember to do or maybe you just do that naturally in conversations you know I'm pretty get pretty animated when I meet people and I almost joke with people I feel like we're on a podcast now right so it's funny how conversations are very interesting kind of thing so all right number six write a glossary of vocab words now this might seem overkill if you aren't a writer or do content but if you're new to the space this really can help you so much to get up to speed quickly you're writing out words you don't understand. It's really like your own personal reference. Again, it sounds like we're in school here, right? And guess what? Sorry to say we are. A self-created school. And so this might seem like you're going the extra mile, being maybe a little bit of an overachiever, but this will definitely help you get the distance quickly and get up to speed in the industry and learn the lingo. And then before you know it, you'll be rattling off all the words that everyone's saying in a particular industry and you will look great for it. Definitely keep that in mind. Okay, number seven is research definitions. So the last step, you wrote down your glossary. So take that extra step now and research the meaning of each word. And again, if you keep good notes and good track of this and maybe even review it regularly, you're going to have such a rapid learning experience. You're going to understand the words. You're going to understand what they mean. Or maybe you don't understand what they mean. Or maybe you don't understand the definitions. But that's just going to give your brain more question marks and little rabbit holes to follow. So keep that in mind and and put in the work here. Again, it may not be the sexiest or fun thing, but it's going to do wonders for your learning and in the present and in the future. Okay, number eight, go to conferences, virtual and in person. So I already kind of covered this a little bit, but in person is definitely more visceral and memorable and impactful, I would argue. However, virtual can be just as helpful. Virtual is, again, a little bit of a tricky one because there's so many virtual events. So I think there's a big struggle with people paying attention and being engaged. One thing I have noticed, though, is the people that are engaged in the chats are doing a good thing. You know, you're you're creating kind of this online discussion and chatter. So 
in person, of course, might take the lead a little bit as far as the impact levels. However, online can be just as good, if not maybe better, because you're comfortable, you're able to be completely focused, and you can still have plenty of that interaction. Sometimes events will offer VIP tiers. You know, there are, most of these events are free, right? Sometimes they'll offer like a VIP tier where you can go in like the green room, like the waiting room, and maybe even interact with the speakers. Or sometimes I'll see people turn on their cameras and, hey, it's just like you're having a little video call with people involved in the conference. And I think if it's something you're really interested in, that could be so great. You're you're literally getting a community access like you're in person from your comfort of your own home. So definitely think about that and, and don't underestimate the impact of both of those online and offline conferences. Okay, number nine, curate authors, experts, and websites to follow. So this will help you create your own so-called newspaper of content and topics that you can look at regularly. Again, take your time, don't get overwhelmed. There's so much information out there, so if you do feel overwhelmed, do not worry. Take your time and organize. And again, we might sound like we're information junkies here, which of course we are. And this is kind of my favorite type of article to put together because you can curate all these resources that I didn't have to create, but I can then share them with others. So I really like this, not just as a writer, but also you're you're doing some great things for yourself because now you're really understanding who are some key authors in these categories. And there's individual people, there's websites, you know, big and small. And so you can really start to organize them and go to them regularly, right? You could sign up for their newsletter if you desire. But again, you have to be willing to keep those emails under uh, control. And again, that is a nice lead into number 10, which is join great email lists. Do not be afraid to sign up for someone's newsletter or even click an ad for what looks like an informative newsletter. I have found some incredible email lists on different topics that way. And again, I was thinking, geez, you know, what am I doing here signing up for another email? And again, goes without saying, you really need to have your email under control because otherwise you won't really be able to get access to the good information that you're starting to find, right? So keep the email under control, be disciplined, take your time to curate the best information. As I said about being willing to sign up, don't be afraid to unsubscribe as well and really labeling them, right? So labeling the emails and keeping them in a nice sort of organized fashion is really helpful. This is a nice segue into number 11, which is get really good at project and time management. There's going to be so many projects, so much information, and the more organized and focused you are, the better. The more you can be that upfront from the get-go, the better it will be. You won't have the overloaded email inbox. You won't have such a problem keeping track of everything, right? So I would say make that a priority and be willing to not only think about the time you want to put into things, but sort of the project management, especially when you start doing your own tech hobby projects. That stuff is so such a total rabbit hole. Now, I like to be a little more off the cuff as I feel inspired, but the more I think about it, the more I want to do, and I really want to get more done and do more cool projects. So I'm even thinking this is, a, this is a tip that, yeah, I'm giving it out, but I need it just as much, if not more than anyone. So that tip is good for everyone and especially me because that's not always my strongest suit there. So I definitely think if you can reel that in, you're going to get so much more done. You're going to do it in almost record ungodly time. And I really recommend you check that one out. All right, number 12, another good segue. 
Use the tech tools and toys as much as possible. This could be software. This could be buying hardware like a Raspberry Pi or a different single board computer. The bottom line is the more time you spend with the tools, the more you're going to grow and learn and you'll just know it. You know, when we think about learning, I think of it less as, oh, well, I read 10 books books on this topic and I can talk about them. Yeah, certainly that is going to be helpful. If you do that, you will definitely be able to talk about a given topic. However, there's a whole nother level of wisdom and experience when you actually use the tools. And a lot of these people, like I think of that, like a lot of techies that are self-taught, self-made, a lot of them didn't read any books. They barely read maybe even the the base documentation. They just sort of started tinkering. And I can relate to that too. Raspberry Pi, one of my favorite toys and tools and tech of all time. And I really just sort of started poking at it and figured out like a few little steps. And sometimes I didn't even, you know, read all these in-depth, you know, tutorials and how-tos. And I will tell you this, if you just go for it and then go back to the tutorials and information, it's going to be night and day. What will happen is you'll have more information to apply your understanding to, right? Like, when you read stuff, sometimes it just doesn't make sense because it's so obscure and you don't have any frame of reference. But as soon as you really start getting into it, like using it and then go back and read, I think you'll find it's second to none, the experience and the learning. So, you know, maybe that's another thing. If, if none of these above tips got you excited, dive right in. Find a tool, download it, spend hours, spend days, spend weeks, spend months. Maybe not in a row, right? We got to keep ourselves healthy. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, that could do wonders for you. Okay, 13 and final tip, buy books and courses. Now, if you're a reader, books are super inexpensive, often free, and they just require your payment of time and focus. Now, if you're more of a watcher with videos, and hey, I'm right there with you, I'm actually sort of coming back to reading and it's I hadn't really been reading as much as I'd like over these most recent years and I am finding it to be a little bit of a struggle but if you can you could watch the YouTube videos often free you could buy the courses but again they're going to be more expensive but they're video courses and they're great and they're you know super helpful but there's nothing like books in fact sometimes these books are sort of that super dense in-depth reading and it really will help you to just kind of get a really powerful core source. You know, a lot of this material we come across, including other books, they went through maybe dozens of books to bring you their book and their take on something. So it is also nice, and this goes back to sort of your keep track of your authors and, you know, kind of like cite your sources, but I didn't want it to sound so boring. But it is kind of good because then you sort of track, well, where did this information come from and who are the true authorities? You know, some of this text stuff goes back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe even 100 years of thought or beyond or beyond really with certain fundamentals. So it's really important to understand where the information came from, not just from a sort of journalistic integrity, like if you're going to actually write something one day and you want to make sure your sources are legit, but also just for you to know, because then when you're going to talk to people, they make a reference to something in the past, you're going to be very aware of that because, well, you kept up with sort of this chronology of information. Okay, last thought is, what's your purpose of learning technology? Is it work-related? Is it a passion project for play, for a hobby? None of the above? You're just curious? All super valid. So what I'd say is, 
check out our show notes. We created some action items for you to follow. You may have your own process here and don't even care about anything we're saying, but we're just trying to inspire some ideas and encourage you to go for it. Enjoy the tech. Enjoy your emerging tech journey. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in the future. This is a recording test. Thanks for listening.